0: Hey Auburn family, this is your host Jason Campbell on the Own to Victory podcast uh, with our collective here at Auburn. Uh, Guys, we have had some great episodes over the last couple of weeks and it just keeps getting better and better. It's just like home cooking, you know, the more you the more time you spend in it, the the better it tastes. I I tell you what, I have a co-host with me today, Mike G, who was on the planes with with us as well for four years uh, when I was there. And uh, he's going to be bringing it with me today as well. But, guys, we got a host that I don't even want to wait anymore. You know, this guy, I, I can read so many accolades on him. I, I played with him. I, you know, we, we had a strong brotherhood from from 04 and actually met all the way back in 2000. So I, I don't even want to wait anymore, Mike G. I think we yeah. need to go ahead and just bring this guy on in and, and get him going. What you think?
1: Now, I think let's get him in here, man. Uh, It's not often that you get to talk to an Auburn legend. I mean, listen, you're an Auburn legend as well, too. But, you know, he's coaching on the planes now, and I'm excited to get the conversation kicked
2: off with with Lack today.
0: All right, let's bring in Cadillac Williams. Lack, what's going on, brother?
2: Yo, fellas, what's up? How you guys doing, man? Honor to be on. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, we can't complain, man. We're just glad you was able to show up, brother.
2: Ah, yeah, man. Well, we are in spring ball. We we are busy, man. We try to win ball games around here. Change this thing, man. You know, we 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 are trying to get this thing back to them early two thousand years, man.
0: Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. Well, Lat, we know your time is uh is real gracious, man. We understand you got a busy schedule this morning, but you know just talk about so far what you've seen with the Auburn program since the season ended, and uh, you was able to take over those last four games and get this thing going in the right direction to how do you guys continue to, 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 to do, do what you asked them to do? Were you serving and different things like that as part of being a, a great teammate?
2: Well, uh, uh, first of all, honestly, uh, over that uh, four week span on that, um which I was honored to get the opportunity to, uh, to be the interim head coach, man, just honestly, um, just felt like that old Auburn spirit um, was, was back. And, you know, uh, just the principles of you know serving you know just on uh about you know taking care of your brother, uh, the uh the family atmosphere the blue collar uh, mentality um I, I think those are some of the uh and roots things that uh we got back to um as a team and uh, i I honestly feel like you know whenever you're uh united and you're going, um, in the same direction, uh, you know, you can move a lot quicker. So uh with that, with us hiring uh Coach Freeze, man, high done just accelerated um uh those things, man. Uh I think uh, uh Coach Freeze, uh the environment and uh that he's creating um around here uh for for these uh student athletes and the culture um, for you know just the coaches and everybody man starts at the top it starts with him and you know that's him about capturing the heart of the players and that's the most important thing he let us know as a coaching staff that you know that we wouldn't be able to do our job is one for these these players and the people so they are they are important so uh to hear to hear a guy uh speak on that and and to say this is where this uh program is going we're making about the player we are gonna serve. We're gonna do it the right way. It's gonna be about true uh, change. Uh, you know, he he's a he's a Godly man, and he, you know, he he is not shy. But behind that, and uh, I, I I love that. And I honestly, man, think the the future is bright, man. Uh, I'm just I'm just very uh, hopeful and encouraged about uh, uh, what you know what we have done in spring. What I've done seen with the coaches, the camaraderie between us, which is uh, super important. Uh, man we all got that servant uh mentality man where we try to pour into these kids, not only on the field but also off the field mm-hmm. and I think truly when you make it up about that everything else will uh, fall in place we're gonna attract um the right people for Auburn uh university for to uh, join this family.
1: Uh, Lack, uh, you talked about that blue collar, bring your lunch pail mentality (laughs) uh, that you guys are trying to instill in the program. Now, let me tell you what I remember. I remember going down to the intramural fields during two days. We'd line up the D line, the O line. They'll be Jason would be there. But, you know, you can't you can't hit him. So he almost don't count. The running back would be in there and you guys would just hit until somebody passed out um like you can't do a lot of things two days isn't what it what, uh, it used to be uh hours are limited the game has changed some in terms of what you're allowed to do with kids how do you instill that same blue collar mentality when you got so many limits on what you can do just based on what you guys were able to do when you were in school and now that you're a coach
2: uh honestly i, I think i think it starts with uh coach Dan I uh, shred coach uh-huh. um you know uh right now um, you know, he, he is a guy that's going majority of the time going to spend a lot of hours with um, those kids. Um, so I, I think uh, with, with, with him, whenever you develop, you know, that uh, mentality, that blue-collar mentality will show up each and every day, um, you know, relentless. Uh, I just think whenever you can uh, exemplify, um, you know, uh, those things, uh i think you move um the needle on that and it's a mindset um uh coach freeze talk about it all the time about stacking habits hmm. like 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 what are your habits like what do we want our dna our habits to be in this program well you know that that is coming to show up each and every day you know being being grateful you know, for the opportunity um, that you do have, and I think a, a lot of things could start um, just from that. Is 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 having a a a, a grateful uh, heart, man. Uh, where where each time you come in this building, man, like you are fortunate, you are truly blessed. So you know, it's about you investing in yourself and, and being the best version of yourself as individual. And then collectively, all of us together, man, we can truly move um, the needle. But I just think that with the with the hours that they ch- change, where we don't have much time with them, or you know, where we can't go and pass, you can't do which is to me, it's good for the game. So I think honestly now, you know, the cultural part of it and the team uh, chemistry is super important uh, right now. It's at all time high because of so much uh different avenue that guys can go get things so i personally think it's at all time high for you know for you to be uh for you to be one um as a team and that takes hard work each and every day and it starts with love like loving your players mm.
1: uh you know you start you're talking about the weight room uh you know is does it shock you how how much stronger these guys are at like a, at a young age. I mean they're doing some things in the weight room that are crazy these days and they've got all these crazy facilities and access to you know you know sports nutrition and science that you guys can mm-hmm. have as well too. so it's producing better athletes at an earlier stage in their career. Yeah, you know, that might have had
0: after. abs if he had the nutrition he got nowadays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, hey. If
2: he didn't eat at Sewell Hall, maybe you would have <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I say it all the time, man. These kids are coming in looking pro ready, Like, just the way that they can move. Honestly, I know us old-time players like to say how tough we were. How, but, man, these guys are bigger, stronger, they're faster. And a lot of times they – with just the access that they not had, they're a lot more intelligent too. Uh, but you know, also uh, you know, with that they they have a they have a different a lot of options to do a lot a lot of um, things. So they they have so much access on, on on things where you know at times that can that can cloud yeah. their uh, vision. To be honest with you but yeah you 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 hit it right on the nail, man like these guys are coming in and they are they are ready, but one thing that i I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot um is the competitive the competition part of it. A lot of the guys um don't know how to compete mm. because I, I I think honestly and I, I'm not knocking nobody hustle, but I think honestly, you know that come a lot with all the personal uh training you know you don't have kids that play two three sports anymore four sports right. Right. you don't have kids that's playing uh outside no more like everybody got a training it's starting young like they gotta mm-hmm. train so they get one on one time so a lot of times when guys come in here and you know competition starts yeah. um you well they they they, they just have they just haven't had enough reps they've been developed where their mind, you know, their heart has been, you know, set on where, you know, when things get tough, you know, and, and I got this guy, you know, competing with me. Like a lot of people just don't know how to handle that. And I think that truly comes with, you know, experience. That comes with going through the fight. That comes with competing on different levels. Whether you're a football player, basketball, baseball, track, whatever or or man, you just want to, you know, beat the next guy. I think that is that is lacking um big time. But uh I, I just think the people who can um who can bring that along and, and 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 find that line where they can uh you know uh discover how to overcome that are the teams that are gonna be built to last.
1: Mm, Lack like, uh Real quick, Jason, uh, yeah. we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you when you're talking about competition <laughs> about that running back room that you have yeah. now. Now, you have a you have a very um, unique experience in that you played with another running back that got drafted in the top five, right? And you guys both made the decision to come back knowing that you would have to share the ball and share reps. And, you know, take is gone, but you got Jarquez in there who was presumably the lead back. You guys have brought in Batty. Uh, You know, you've got Damari who's been in there, Sean Jackson. You know, how are you talking to these guys about how to be good teammates, um, but also assuring them that their role will be something that they're going to be happy with this season?
2: Well, well, uh, one of the things I first hit on was being a a great teammate. Right. Uh, Whenever I get to recruiting a kid and getting to know a kid, I mean, man, you – I think that get lost in uh, this day, day and age of being a great mm-hmm. teammate, man, being a great person, being selfless. Uh, because uh, in the room, I like to preach, it's only one ball. And and I'm sorry. Like I tell my guys, um, I am fair. I am, I am not here to sell nobody a dream. Like those guys are going to carve their own role. Like that that's why we got spring ball. That's why we're gonna have a training camp. That's why they do the all season. Like I can't sit up here and say what these guys' role gonna be. We're gonna watch the film and you're gonna earn it. And them guys know, man. I, I I am a uh I'm a walking testimony of uh whenever you have uh a, a, a selfless uh attitude and and you about the team and you about development, and you about growth. Magic happens, you know, I benefited from a room with, you know, the Randy Brown, Brandon Jacob, Trey, 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 Trey Smith guys in that room, man. That was, you know, we were super, super uh competitive. Yeah, we was competing with each other at the same time. We wanted to see the next man do just as good. I just wanted to do better. You know, I I I, <laughs> I, 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 I um, want to uh, compete. I see Ronnie told that pill. Woo, yes! But hey, I wanna okay. I I, I, I wanna get <laughs> yeah, get on. So I think like whenever we develop um uh, that in our room, which we are trending that way, we're not there. We're trending that way, mm-hmm. but it's honestly on on them. I, am I'm, I'm not. I can't, I can't carve out their, their role, man. You gonna have to go earn that. So, the thing I like to tell my guys: my earn the right to run the football, and we get to see it every day on film. You are what you are on film, though. Film don't lie. I don't care if you, you know, this going on back home or that's going on, this going on. Once the lights, once that eye in the sky c- cuts on, it's hammer time. It ain't no time about excuse it what. Like your film is your resume and that's going to carve your role mm, your film is your resume I like,
0: like what time you're meeting
2: oh come, come, come on jason man you you yeah, you are gotta have it going now so man that's, <laughs> all right uh,
0: hey, hey that's all, all, right. all. we just want to make we just want to make sure we got you man you, you know, well i say this uh the hardest thing now that you guys have to deal with too is transfer you know you got a lot of guys you know just like mike was talking about you know you got batty that transferred in from from usl but there's a lot of guys that transfer most of our offensive line transferred in you know we also got a big receiver we got defensive linemen linebackers how do you get those guys to come in and quickly buy into the culture and and to fit into the guys that you already have there
2: well i, I uh, for, for 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 one everything happens so fast uh it's our job as coaches to truly do homework on kids mm-hmm. i mean talk to you know their families get to know these kids uh you know acts around about them and truly get a feel for kids and see what they are about and then for 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 two it's like it, le- leadership uh I, I I I think that we're all we all were born to be le- leaders I don't think uh you know in order to be a good leader you you have to be a follower of uh, course, but I think that we're all born to be um, leaders. So I honestly think the the more leadership and the more us coaches can exemplify of what we want out of their mm-hmm. team and how it looked like, like they need to see us as a staff, the way we're around each other, our families around, mm-hmm. the way we love on each other, you know, the the way we serve each other. Because a lot of times what people don't see is, man, is you know uh, they don't get these kids enough credit. Man, they they savvy, they're smart, and people is it's like always. I mean, somebody can talk to you till you blue in the face, but how a person makes you feel and you watching him do it, it hits home more. So I'm excited about that with Coach Freeze. That, that's what he exemplified for the staff, this the the this team, the the players. Um, that is that is what he do. He leads by example. No job is too small for Coach Freeze. Mm-hmm. I mean, he pour into these guys like he tell, honestly, tell these guys, man, if I'm in the meeting in the game, my guy won't. I'm dropping everything. It's about the players. So I yeah. just think when when whenever you're creating a culture uh, like that where transparency. People, you know, open, it's development, it's growth. I mean, it's real change. You changing your mind, the way you think. Whenever you create a a culture like that, I think the player will will grasp onto that and hold on to it. And now our best recruiters, the kids that we bring on, now our players are there to check these guys. And when they ask questions like, this is how it's done, X, Y, Z. And it will move along faster with our peers, with their peers, right? Their, 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 their teammates. So I think, uh, you know, that in a way with this transfer world that we're in the culture and is at all time high, man, I, I truly um, believe that. And, you know, you have to stand on something. and uh, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just honored to get this opportunity to be in this position to, to be in this new way and, and see if we can figure this thing out and see what's the best way to go about, you know, this, this, uh new, this, this new way with, with the traffic, uh, like, the hell, all that stuff, like who get, give the people the
1: scoop. Who's your culture ambassador, right? You talk about if, <laughs> if a kid comes into the program, who is your, this is, this is the way we do it. This is Auburn football. This is how it's done. Get in line or go to the back. I right? think
0: I know who it is.
2: Uh, who well, I, I you 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 know what honestly, is. honestly, what what I mean you know first first of all one one of my spiritual guys that I truly lean on is uh Mayo Sowell, who mm-hmm. does a, a a great job with Live Atlanta, R uh, and guy, but. You know, also even uh bit bigger than that, honestly, uh I, I lean on a lot of uh you know, I was in this culture. Like Jason, we like we we won with doing it the right way, right, like we built some man. It wasn't pretty early on. Mm-hmm. We were 85, and five, nine and four thing like like, but but man, that that dog gonna tenacity, that dog going love for each other, that pla plan for. Arbor that blue collar worker mentality that 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 selflessness like that's showing up each and every day like those things work and I don't care of all the new technology and everything <laughs> that's going in and all this you know mental you know this mental you know in the, all like this I, I I just I just not the you know um you know dim that light but I I know mm. those, those those things those things work like I they, yeah. they 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 work. I am a believer. But which, yeah, player, no, I, which I said, player
1: is your culture yeah. ambassador though? Like who's the guy on the team that when other guys come in that are transfers, they who do people look to from a player standpoint as a culture leader in the locker room right now?
2: Well, I I, I, I think we 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 got uh we got a couple guys that I, I would like to say. I mean from guys uh like I mean Joe Jar Jar Hunter, mm. um, Luke i I'm about to say, yeah, yeah. uh, I, I mean, god, doggy, um, uh, you know, I don't want to leave the the the, the Marias. uh, one, one of those guys is always in and out. You, you, you got, um, guy, you, you have multiple guys that honestly kind of exemplify those things of what we you know, uh not out of out of our Man. But you know, just to name a few out, I'm I'm sure it's more, it's more guys there. But you know, though those are the guys, man, that you know, you bring around, you know, you bring kids in, and those are guys you want around to show them, close them off in the room and say, hey, fire away with them. Y'all go spend time and be honest, well, be transparent. And it ain't script. Right. It, it, it ain't somewhere right. I'm telling my players, hey, say XYZ. I don't give them no information. Hey, hey, y'all, y- y'all go talk. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, y'all have fun. And let yeah. and let your players be uh be your ambassadors.
0: Yeah, and that's pretty much that's the best way for it to go. That's how it was when we was there. Guys come in recruiting visits. You know, the players are the ones that sell the program. Um, I always have you know this saying here as well, you know, are you doing things for a result? Are you doing things because it's the right thing to do? Right. You know, I think uh, you know once you can put your mindset to that—that that I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do—then the result gonna always take care of itself. Uh, I just think from that standpoint. But like you know, before we let you get out of here, the world has changed. College football has changed. College basketball. Everything when it comes to student athletes now some of this stuff revolves around NIL and, you know, right now subscribers are on here listening and everything and paying attention. And, uh, I'm pretty sure they're excited about everything you have to say. How has you seen, how, how have you seen NIL change the format of, you know, just, you know, of student athletes?
2: Well, um, uh, first, first of all, what a, what a blessing it is, um, you know, for these, uh, student athlete to, um, capitalizing and uh you know earn whatever they earn and uh what a blessing it is for you know the subscribers the urban people to to be able to uh pour into these guys uh life where whether it's financially where whether it's time uh whatever it is so um that in itself is a is is a blessing and you know I ever want to take for lightly because it 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 truly can it's truly changing uh lives and 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 giving guys uh hope with things now you know i think it's our job as coaches as mentors as whatever to uh, educate guys about this process too um because um you know how it is, uh, Jace. You know, being in the locker rooms where you—I mean, if if you get grown men money, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's you know, right. money is you know, it's like money is not the rule. All it's 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 the love of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, to 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 me, it it's about educating uh guys and uh putting people on on, on the game, man and. And my main thing is keeping the main thing the main thing. is it's 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 nothing important more. It's nothing important than your character, man. Like your character will carry you much farther than any money some right. somebody can give you, any accolades, uh anything that you do. Like, so making sure that yeah, like to see it, you know, like it's a freaking blessing for you to be in this position and be grateful. And don't get off track where you know now you are letting these things control who you are because you're getting a lot, or you not getting as less like you know, man. The comparison is the thief of joy, man. Yeah. And I think that is what we got a lot going on, and a lot of that is driven from 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 parents, from families, their loved ones. So it's a lot within this thing, like the layers are. Are, are, are big. So for us to just point the fingers at kids that they hungry, boom, 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 you got to, you have to understand that they got family and they, they are kids and they got people that pushing them in certain, certain way. That's why the relationship part of it is at all time. High. Right. You know, the, 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 the people that develop the relationship with kids and truly want to get to know these kids and truly want to help them, these are the ones in this time of what's going on. Those are the people that's going to excel um, through this next phase of this college football. I I truly feel that way.
1: Uh, Lack, you know, NIL has brought pro problems to college uh, football. And again, you have the unique – position of having been in a place where you you went to the league, they provide resources for you guys when you get to the league, right? There's a rookie symposium. Uh, They talk to you guys about like finances and, you know, you suddenly come into a lot of money uh, and which provides opportunities to do things you would not normally do. And those things can become distractions to, you know, what, what you're trying to accomplish as a team on the field. Um, You know, is there any story that you went through as a rookie transitioning from uh, college to the NFL that you share with these guys about, you know, not letting money become a distraction to your ultimate goal, which should be to be the best football player you can be.
2: Oh, yeah. All, all, all the time. Like, I tell I tell my guys this story of how the good Lord put, put things in perspective with me with money. Is uh I can't I can remember getting drafted uh 2005 April 23rd, something like that. I I I <laughs> like I I believe still remember those dates. But I mean instantly, like my whole why was for me to not just be rich or you know, drive fancy car, but my why was to take care of my mom who worked three, four jobs, who's a single parent raising six kids. So that was my why. So Imagine as a kid, you go your whole life. This is what you want to do. And boom, you accomplish that. Mm. Then the very next day, you have seen your mother work all life, never been to the doctor. Then she have a massive heart attack mm. the very next day. Mm. So now here I am done accomplish like what I want to do that, that, that have driven me for years. Mm-hmm. And boom, now. A circumstance happens where my money my resource Mm -hmm. i had to lean on god to lean on doctors like holy crap Mm -hmm. you know my my money who i am or what i did my draft status that can't change anything right now so that early on put things in such a uh perspective for for me where i'm like wow like you better enjoy people, man. Like you better serve, like you better be in relation. You better get to know people. You better treat people right because life life hits you with all different things. And and, and storms do not discriminate. Right, so right. that that early on just uh put me on a mindset where it it, it honestly just had never been if I have never got overwhelmed by money, you know, the material. is, it's it's morally as a person. You know how are you serving because ultimately we was all put on this earth to spread you know um the the gospel and bring the kingdom here so it's it's like to me how are how are you serving and our greatest example not to go there is Jesus Christ like he did he did not come here to sit on the throne when he was on earth what did he do he served people so mm-hmm. I just feel like if we have that mentality with these guys and it's about the next person, imagine, man, we're all in line. We're all taken care of because we got people that serve serving each other. And I think that's how I – I don't even know where I'm going with all that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good, <laughs> that's man. Good. But, but, yeah. but, again, I I, yeah. I I just think that um, that's – that's to, to uh, your question, that's yeah. some of the things that I share – uh, with my player, that's real mm-hmm. life stuff, mm-hmm. man. It, it, it's not stuff that I'm reading in, in a book. Right. And look, I love to read. I love to do this. Like this is, this is real life stuff that you know mm-hmm. I have lived, and I'm a walking testimony to a lot of these guys. Where man, if you would endure and you would keep your faith in God, man, and you would keep your eye on the prize of you know His kingdom and continue to serve, man. I mean, right. success and failure is very predictable, man. Very mm-hmm. predictable. And it starts with your habits. It's, right, everything right. starts with your 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 habits. I all like right. that well,
1: message. To sum it up, yeah. I mean, money is fleeting, yeah. right? Money is fleeting. Focus on the things that matter and then let money take care of itself. Mm-hmm. No all, right.
0: all right. And that's like you said, just do the right thing. You know, the results will follow. And that's, uh, that's and that's, that's what I try to tell young guys when I go and talk to them and everything, man. It's just... You know, a lot of you can get distracted by a lot of things and uh, your distractions of what you allow to distract you can either hinder you or grow you. So we're going to mm-hmm. let Lack get out of here. And uh, I like to say to our subscribers, you know, you got a treat today. You know, you heard it from our uh, assistant head coach and associate head coach, however they want to call it, name it. You know, uh, you know, Lack's a, a great uh, ambassador for Auburn University. And, you know, what a great, a great person. You know to have one our staff that have you know gone through a lot, lived it, able to tell these young guys and uh, and be able to pour back into them. So that we're gonna let you go ahead, get on with your day. Hope we ain't hold you from too many meetings. Hope Coach Freeze tell him to send us the fine. We got it.
2: Uh, I yeah. know, thank you for your time. Hey, hey, look, man, I am trying to stay employed, man. So you, you <laughs> need me. Hey, man. Nah, but look, guys. Hey, it, it look it, it have been fun, man. I uh, truly appreciate. What you all do, uh, uh, getting the you know message out, uh you know, just man, serving, shining light on people. And you know, thanks to all our uh subscribers um that uh actually help with our um student athletes. Uh you know, I promise you it it goes a long way. Um, you know, I, I just seen it 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 it's it's truly helping uh kids in a way, and I know a lot of times we hear about all the badness um go, going on man but you know it it is it is helping kids so again a pre appreciate you all it was an honor to be on you guys show
1: yeah like um, give us yes, a quick sir. sound bite before you get out of here uh you got one race who's faster you're running
2: <laughs> well <laughs> well running with private runner faster 40 times okay if, you know if we on the clock boom 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 <laughs> But I always tell that cat this now. Nah, I'm gonna live through, I'm gonna believe it to the day I die. He know it. If you line me and him up side by side, he, he can't beat me. Oh, okay, all he right, he can't beat, I like me that. beat me. He, 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 he can't uh-huh. now. He probably gonna run the faster 40 times if you got, but he lined me if you put him beside me.
0: We'll never know it. now because both of them will pull a hamstring and be trying so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got it. All
3: right, then, bro. All Appreciate right. it. War Eagle. This is John Cohen, and I fully endorse On to Victory and its mission to support our student athletes. Let's all do our part and join On to Victory today. War Eagle.
0: all right everyone you just heard from coach Cadillac Williams uh like I said what a a great show what an episode Mike you know this guy you know you can still see how he played he played with so much passion that he even brought that same passion to the show this morning so you know that that was exciting to hear and subscribers you're in for another treat you know we have another player that another coach that played the game that they're coaching you know was outstanding at what they did, um, you know, I have it written down right here that she played at Kentucky and Georgia Tech. But the main thing about her is she was ranked with five different doubles partners throughout her college career. She left Georgia Tech as the doubles went as the second most doubles winning percentage at sixty nine percent. So she's a great talent, and uh, and these girls that she's coaching now for our women's tennis, they don't understand the treat that they have. And, uh, she came in during a, a tough, tough time, which I'm going to ask her about, you know, she got hired in 2019. So the first season you really under is COVID, yeah, you man. know, and everything. So, and she was able to get us through a great year with that. So, you know, I don't even want to wait anymore. You know, everybody, you know, I'm tired of giving away the hint. Uh, let's bring in, you know, our women's tennis head coach, coach Caroline Lily. Hey coach. How you doing Hey,
1: coach
4: guys? Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be on the show.
0: Oh, we appreciate your time and everything. And uh, like I say, as I was mentioning before, you know, you was a player and, uh, you know, played at a very high level. And, you know, that's and then when you become a coach, you know, then there's the coaching aspect of it. Talk about the nerves being a player compared to the nerves being a coach.
4: (laughs) So different. (laughs) Sometimes I just want to take the racket. <laughs> just give me the racket. Uh, I really want to hit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's different, but it's exciting. I think I tell the girls, when you play, you're seeing snapshots because it's just your match that you're watching. I'm seeing a video because I'm watching mm-hmm. six girls play at the same time. And so I think it's a lot different, but it's exciting. I think your playing career and your ability to relate to your student-athletes Makes it a lot easier. You understand pressure, you understand expectation, you understand what comes with the privilege of having a target on your back. That's a lot different. And I think mm-hmm. when you have that playing experience and you can lean on that playing experience, you can re- relate to your young people a lot better.
1: Uh, Coach Lilly, uh, talk about the growth of the game of tennis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously at Auburn, uh, Football and basketball get a lot of attention, but the Olympic sports have started to surge in the last few years. Talk about the growth of the game of of tennis and and how you are helping grow the game as a coach at Auburn University.
4: Yeah, Coach Pearl does an incredible job. I mean, he calls Auburn the everything school. And I think he's really right. And he's really set a tone here, um, as well as all the other coaches here. Butch has done a great job. Karen Hoppe with soccer, Melissa Llewellyn. I mean, you look across the board, there's coaches that have done incredible things at Auburn. Um, and that's what makes Auburn so special. You know, you're surrounded. I'm surrounded by great coaches. And my athletes are surrounded by tremendous student athletes. And when that bar is set high, your players rise to that high expectation that you have for them. And so I think across the board, um, there's no better place to be than Auburn. I mean, when you look at the success of every single sport, Greg Williams' equestrian team is the best in the Mm -hmm. country. Every single year, he's established himself. As one of the best coaches, if not the best coaches in coach in his sport. And so I'm being fed so much good information. I'm growing as a coach, which makes me a better servant for my student athletes Um, here at Auburn. I invested a team that certainly had some success, um, but needed some rebuilding. And so it was exciting. I got to invest in young people who I recruited, I got to invest in young people who other people recruited and balancing that and navigating that landscape was was certainly a challenge, but I'm really grateful for the young people I get to coach. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to serve a university like Auburn. Um, there's There's nowhere better. And I think when you look at the success of this athletic department, the people are what make this athletic department so special and the people are what make Auburn so special. And so as we continue to grow tennis, we continue to grow our brand. um, We're certainly here to win championships. I believe it can be done and I believe it will be done. And I feel like we're on on the right track to get that done.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of tennis, Coach. Uh, I, I've always, you know, growing up, you know, seen, seen tennis on TV, especially like Wilmington and then the the Open up in New York. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've always wanted to experience – I had the opportunity to meet Serena – in person, oh. when I was playing in Washington, lucky
4: uh, was, guy, yeah,
0: she was dating LeVar Ayrton at the time. And I got a chance yeah. to go watch one of our matches that they had in DC. And afterwards, I got a chance to go to their trailer, you know, because mm-hmm. they had a trailer. And I go in there and you know, I'm sitting down, and I'm like, man, I'm talking to Serena, you know, and, <laughs> and everything. And, and that was that was so cool and everything. But talk about you know, being a player and uh, and you're still a fan of the game as well. What's your favorite matches to watch when you look at the pro level?
4: I think Ashley, Barney, and Serena were probably my two favorite. Both are now yeah. retired, so mm-hmm. it's a little yeah. tough. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I think when I watch professional tennis, I love to see how they act, how, mm-hmm. how composed they are. How do they change momentum mm-hmm. with their investment, with their emotions? How do they change momentum with using rituals? How do they handle pressure? When you look at the best in the world, they play their best when they need mm-hmm. it the most. What does that look like? You know how do they behave? How do they handle losses? How do they handle wins? I love to watch press conferences. Maybe I'm one of the only people person that does that, but I feel like I learn a lot through watching how they handle themselves with the press. Um, It's certainly a privilege to be talking to the press, to have that type of uh, have have earned that opportunity. And so I, I love watching tennis. I'm a tennis nerd. Both my assistant and I watch a ton of tennis. Uh, And we're excited about the opportunity to grow the game of tennis. But when you look at someone like Serena, when you look at Ashley Barty, when you look at Iga Swatek and Sabalenka and some of these other players who are doing tremendous things now, there's a composure, there's a poise, there's an athleticism, there's a resilience, there's a toughness. And when you watch them, you learn, but you also come to really respect, respect their greatness and respect how they go about their daily lives in order to continue to grow that greatness and grow that brand.
1: Uh, Coach Lilly, talk about conditioning for a second in tennis. (laughs) A lot of people don't understand how many miles the average Mm -hmm. tennis player actually runs during a match Mm -hmm. because of, you know, the short distance between the lines on the court, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, how has, conditioning even changed in tennis and what kind of things are you guys doing with athletes these days
4: to make sure they're in tip-top condition to compete at a high level? Yeah, that's a great question. So we kind of get that reputation of being a country club sport and then you go and try to play tennis and you're like, what? what is this? Uh, But It's it's physical. I mean, we have to deal with conditions. I think that's a huge piece. Uh, Any sport that's playing outside, any sport that's playing outside where it's hot. I mean, tennis chases the weather all year long and chases the warm weather all year long. There's no clock. There's no subs and there's no timeouts. So you really don't get a breather. Uh, And so I think that conditioning piece allows careers to be longer, and the conditioning piece is more key than it's ever been. Uh, We are very privileged. I mean, we work with Joe Diamato here at Auburn. He's a sports scientist. He's a doctor. And so he does everything for us. He uses catapult, elite form training, all these different technologies that really separate us from other programs. We track how quickly our girls are moving, how quickly they're covering ground, how quickly they're changing direction, the force they're creating, how they're absorbing that force, the distance they're covering. Track it all in practice. We track it during matches, um, so we can really gauge the physical output. But conditioning in our sport, movement in our sport, strength in our sport, uh, cardiovascular strength in our sport is incredibly important. I mean, it is a physical, physical game. And when you look at the athletes that succeed at the highest level, I mean, you put them on any field, court surface, whatever it may be, um, they definitely are very well conditioned and they're very strong. They might be lean, but right. they're very strong.
0: I say this. Um you do look at tennis players. They are lean. You know, mm-hmm. they are very lean. So when you talk about that, you know, like Mike G was saying, what about nutrition? Like,
1: right. mm-hmm. you
0: know, how much food can you consume? Like, what, what are your what does a diet look like to be a tennis player? Because I've seen matches this this summer that went four hours. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, geez, like, and you are swinging that club mm-hmm. the entire time. And sometimes you're hitting over 100 miles per hour. Sometimes you're hitting at 70 and 80 it doesn't matter it's still at a high speed. So how do you get your body to have the nutrients to be able to sustain long matches that sometimes you don't prepare you don't know about They just happen
4: mm-hmm. and you can't control the condition. So sometimes right. it's mm-hmm. like four hours and it's 100 degrees you're on a concrete surface to so make it 110 because it's just baking in the sun. it's humid, it's hot. Uh, so nutrition's key. I mean you have to eat during your match. So mm-hmm. how you feel yourself during your match, how you feel your, yourself before your match, how you hydrate, Sweat testing, understand what you're losing every single time you're sweating, what nutrients, what minerals, what vitamins you need to be replacing and how you hydrate is key. Um, And a lot of that's just trial and error. Like, what can I eat during a match? What am I comfortable eating during a match? Sustain sustain long-term energy so you don't want those simple sugars. Those simple sugars are going to cause you to be on that roller coaster ride. So you're going to use a lot more sustain starch supplements, anything that's going to last a long period of time. Um, the leanness of tennis players is because we're pounding on a hard surface. So like, we, there's no give. There's no give on a hard court. So our ability to be able to change direction is important. But also, we have to be at a playing weight that allows us to be at our best, and we have to be at a playing weight that keeps us healthy. Because if you pound and pound and pound, and you're carrying extra weight. Um, then you're going to have some of those stress injuries that you want to try to avoid. And so a lot of body weight strength, um, and you'd be surprised. I mean, a lot of them are lean, but they're stronger than you think, especially legs down upper body might be a little bit leaner. All of our power, all of that power you're talking about when you're serving 140 miles an hour, when you're returning, when you're swinging, swinging the racket, all of that power is comes from the legs and the core. So you're going to see some strong legs, strong core, and usually a pretty lean upper body, um, that's just really the release of all of our swings.
1: Uh, the nutrition aspect of it is that something that you talk about during the recruiting process? Like, if you come to Auburn, not mm-hmm. only are we going to have top tier facilities, but we're going to have a plan for you mm-hmm. uh, from a nutrition standpoint to be the best athlete. I, I've heard stories, you know, back when Jason was playing, mm-hmm. um, s- sports nutrition wasn't what it is today. And now athletes are using nutrition uh, to gain an edge on other athletes who are maybe just relying on their pure, you know, physical ability and talent. But, you know, is that something you talk about? And what does that program look like for your for your current tennis athletes?
4: Yeah, two things that have really changed. I think college athletics in general are sports science, being able to use technology to gauge recovery, to gauge improvement, to gauge Weaknesses that could lead to potential injuries. And then, like you're saying, nutrition. And so, to have that resource here at Auburn, to have trained dietitians and trained nutritionists who are who are not just providing what our student athletes need, but they're educating them. They're sharing with them so they can understand what, how do I need to fuel? What does my fueling plan look like? Do I need to lean out? Do I need to gain weight? Am I looking to get stronger? Where am I in my periodization of my training? And how do I need to fuel in order to consume what my body needs to optimize my performance? You know, those 1% improvements, we talk about that all the time with our team. Where can you gain those, that 1% edge? Those 1% improvements, those little, little details in the areas that other teams may not be as professional or other student athletes may not be as professional, they make a massive difference. And so, again, to have those resources, to have sports science, to have nutrition, to have people investing in our young women, to make sure that they become the best athlete, the healthiest athlete the most well-rounded athlete the, the the best educated athlete is absolutely essential and so we're I'm so privileged to work at a university that has the resources that we do that invest in young people the way that we do um and I I just there's nowhere better in regards to to those details that make all the difference
1: have you talked to athletic director John Cohen about uh, anything that's on your wish, wish list in terms of give me this one thing and we will we'll catch everybody we'll lap the field
4: yeah, I think with, with John, what I appreciate most is he comes out all the time. So he knows. Yeah, I and mean, like he's aware. He comes to our facility. He comes to every single match. I mean, he's so invested in our program. He's incredibly accessible. He's incredibly reliable. Um, and I really, truly believe in his vision vision for Auburn tennis, but more importantly, for Auburn athletics, you know? And so I, I've definitely had conversations with him about, hey, this is how I think our program can be supported. These are the tournaments we want to play. This These are the avenues that I think we can really grow. Um, and being a top 10 team and establishing ourselves as a top team 10 team in the country, he has certainly expressed nothing but gratitude and nothing but support from our program. And so he has a great vision for the department. We're excited about that vision. We're excited about his leadership. I think all the sports are going to do an incredible job under him. And he cares. You know, mm-hmm. men's, men's basketball, women's basketball, it doesn't matter if it's tennis, it doesn't matter if it's equestrian. <laughs> Every sport here um, is going to be successful at the highest level under his tutelage.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that too because he was a player as well. Yeah, you know, right? people realize he played baseball in college and uh, and everything. So, you know, talking about you know team aspect of it, uh, you 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 know, back in 20, 2019, he was hired and, you know twenty twenty had a COVID year. Uh, you know, I know that's a tough year for everybody to have to get through, and then you know trying to get acclimated here. But you did a great job. You know, in twenty twenty one, you led the team to the NCAA tournament. You know, all the way to the second round. And you have been building this program ever since. Like, talk about some of the things to our subscribers that you that you like from your team and where you've seen you seem you or y'all, how far y'all have come since then.
4: Yeah, I inherited a team that had a lot of talent. You know, they needed a little bit of love. Uh, I think yeah. Coach Williams spoke about that a lot with the football team this year. Is like, give them a little love and and they're gonna perform <laughs> and fight at an incredibly high level um and when i got here that's what the team needed you know they needed someone who was available they needed someone to invest in them they needed someone to believe in them um and they had the skill and so since then um, recruiting has really picked up. We've found people that fit our mold. I mean, we're a developmental program. I mean, that's why Megan and I do what we do. Um, that's why we're passionate about what we do. We make players better. We want to make players better. We want that blue collar mentality of I come to Auburn to work and I come to Auburn because the relationship with the coaching staff is better than any relationship I have with any other coaching staff. And I think that really is the crux of all that we do. You know, you can push your kids really hard if you love them really well. But if you don't love them well, you cannot expect a lot of them. If you're not more invested than your team, then your team should not be invested because you're not putting in the work. You're not setting a standard. You're not being a good mentor or, or a role model. And so I think the growth of the program, the trajectory of the team is really a testament to them, to their investment, to them buying into this future of Auburn tennis to a championship level caliber, but also a testament to the to the giants that have come before them you know the people that have paved the way the people that have shown that Here at Auburn, like we can win in every sport, and we can certainly be the best in the SEC. And if we're the best in the SEC, we're the best in the country in women's tennis. And I think that growth is a testament to the investment from the young ladies on our team and the investment of our staff. You know, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a staff that cares more, and hard pressed to find a staff that works harder, or hard pressed to find a staff that's going to be better in a developmental regard than any staff in the country.
1: Well, Coach Lilly, keeping with the theme of growth, right? Tennis has an international flavor too it mm-hmm. and when you talk about recruiting uh it's not just about the kids you have in the backyard but it's it's about kids that you're maybe even trying to track from overseas can you talk about you know having an international aspect to your recruiting process you know in the game of tennis
4: yeah i mean when you watch tennis on tv it, it's people from all over the world <laughs> and it's so neat i mean we have a young woman who joined us in january angela okotoyi i mean she's the first grand slam champion from the the country of kenya you know, she's kenyan i mean her background compared to some of our other athletes looks completely different her understanding of uh, of uh, what it takes to be successful what it looks like i mean to have a team from all over the world um, is is such a benefit benefit to the auburn community and also just a benefit to the young ladies on our team you know culturally different they have different upbringings they understand the game differently they've been exposed to international tournaments they've been exposed to domestic tournaments whatever it may be and so being such an international uh, a sport being such an inter- having such an international flavor I see as such a benefit um, it's different it's certainly different than a lot of sports but also we're excited about the opportunity to recruit internationally it's something that I've done my whole career and something that I will continue to do um, with that being said I love recruiting American and I will continue to recruit American if you look at the players I've signed recently most have been American um, with the occasional international player like an Angie or someone like that who's mm-hmm. exceptional Um, And we're really excited to have, but there's always going to be a balance. We're always going to recruit American, we're always going to recruit internationally, and we're going to put together the best possible team um, to be the best that we can be on a daily basis.
1: Mm, You know, go ahead, Jason.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say this real quick, Mike, and then I'll let you get your question in because you talked about the international aspect of it. And to me, pickleball, I see so many people playing (laughs) pickleball now. How has pickleball helped the game of tennis? or people getting like, you know, because tennis is longer, you know, mm-hmm. it's a wider court. But pickleball, mm-hmm. everything's tighter. Mm-hmm. But now people are playing pickleball and they like, hey, you know, I can play pickleball. Now I want to expand and go try tennis. Mm-hmm. So how has that changed the game of tennis uh here recently?
4: I think what's really neat with pickleball too is it's brought in a lot of professional athletes, like from mm-hmm. different Areas, you know, like Tom Brady's investing in a pickleball team. And so you have some of these really high profile people bringing attention to tennis, bringing attention to pickleball, bringing attention to racket sports. Um, I think that pickleball my mom was just at the Indian Wells, which is a tier one event, basically right below Wimbledon, right below the grand slams. It's one of the biggest tournaments in the world that usually people call it the fifth grand slam. She said, it's never been as crowded. And that's a huge pickleball community in Palm Springs, huge, Mm -hmm. but that's growing the interest in tennis, growing the interest in the game, growing the interest in going out and watching these exceptional athletes perform. And so whenever you have a sport that's similar, it attracts attention, and maybe they don't go out and play tennis as much as they play pickleball, but they mm-hmm. watch tennis. They like to watch right. tennis. Now they have an interest in tennis, and so that only helps. And, and I think that, that the piece that's really exciting is you have all these other athletes who are like, man, this is fun. This is cool. Let's <laughs> do this. And that really really raises the profile of our sport and helps, uh, ha- helps just garner interest, which is always important.
1: Uh, you know, kind of switching gears here to the NIL aspect mm-hmm. of – of tennis uh you know we talked about the international players that you guys you know try to attract uh, from time to time but the olympic sports have the challenge that a lot of your best players you know in tennis go pro before they even get a chance mm-hmm. to go to college and now there's nil so there's an opportunity that if you are one of those people you can mm-hmm. though you don't have to forego a bunch of money and you can still enjoy your college experience. Can you talk mm-hmm. about what it's like now with NIL and how you guys are utilizing that to attract top prospects that might otherwise just go straight to playing professional tennis?
4: Yeah, of course. I guess you could equate it to something like Sanessa Lee, you know, mm-hmm. who who probably would never have had the opportunity to, to be a collegiate gymnast had it not been for NIL with her, right. with her accolades and everything that she had accomplished um, there's no way that this would have even been possible for auburn to to be able to have someone like that on their team. There's currently a, a current student athlete for women's tennis. She's playing at NC State, who's top hunter in the world. You know, she made the second round of the Australian Open and now she's coming to playing her college matches. And so you're starting to see that landscape change a lot. You're starting to see young people realize like, hey I, I can continue to receive the benefits that I received at home for my name, image and likeness. I can be making money. I get my cost of attendance and I can play professional events and I can get a college degree. And so I think that has really increased our opportunity to recruit student athletes, like you said, who may have gone straight to professional tennis, but now realize coming to school for a year, for two years, for three years is not only going to benefit their growth, but it also can benefit their pocketbook. And so that balance is, is a lot different. It used to be, hey, when you come to college, you're not playing pro turn. You can't take any money. You can't do any of those right. things. Now that some of that legislation has changed and that legislation has opened up, it's really opened up the opportunity um, to recruit players, like you said, who wouldn't have considered college tennis before. And I think this young woman this year, who's top 100 WTA, who's playing all of the main draw grand slams, she's a great example of that. And that, I can, that will only continue to happen as players, one, respect the game of college tennis because it's an exceptionally high level, but two, realize that they can benefit from an economic perspective as well.
1: Mm. Uh, Coach, give us some tea here, real yeah. quick. Is there a is there a current recruit uh, that Auburn Tennis has their eye on that you guys are looking at um, that you feel like you may have a chance to get into the program because of NIL?
4: So we've gotten through, we're recruiting for 2020, one more spot for 2024, and already to our 2025 class. And so one thing I think in the NIL space is there's so much uncertainty, you know, like, what does it look like for an international student who has all these issues with visas, or they're on a student visa, and they can't receive additional funds? Whatever it may be, and so federal rules govern govern a lot of that. Um, I'd say right now, our young people are just continuing to improve their WTA ranking. They're both top fifty in the world. I mean, they've done tremendous things at the junior level, and they're excited about the opportunity. Um, but really, br- what brings them here to Auburn is are the people. The people are key. Um, the opportunity to play for a developmental staff. And just the opportunity to get better. And if they continue to get better and they continue to to put themselves on that that international stage, those NIL opportunities will continue to present themselves to them. Um, And I know it plays a huge role in their ability to play the schedule that they want as well. I mean, when you're when you're able to benefit from an NIL perspective, you can then supplement all the things you do from a college perspective and go play all your pro events all summer and have these, this additional income to play the schedule that you want to play, even if it doesn't fit into your college schedule. Yeah,
0: And I'll say it too, what attracts people to Auburn is the fact that you play in a conference that's very challenging, you know, that's right. going to prepare you for a professional. And like I said, when it comes to NIL, the thing about it is you can't do anything with NIL until they're become a student athlete at your mm-hmm. university, but what sales that is? They can look at all the other student athletes that are here that mm-hmm. in there are under our NIL program and see the success that they're having uh, through our collective, and mm-hmm. that would attract them too. They'd be like, "Okay, I come to Auburn. I know that I'm taken care of because I see what they do with the, the their student athletes is already on campus." And that's the hardest thing about it is, first, I always tell these kids, you know, anytime you know a parent or someone asks me if I'm out somewhere or something about. You know, how do I talk to my kid about NIL? I say, first of all, you need to teach them to follow their heart. You know, mm-hmm. you know, don't worry about that aspect, that take care of itself once you get to where you're going. I say, but don't miss the opportunity to follow where you feel like you fit into the program or you feel like you can grow. You know, how can I grow from a freshman to a senior? Uh, how are my opportunities in front of me? And I, and, I, and I say those things because that that's what's the most important. And mm-hmm. uh, it's relationships and being able to build off each other and grow. And like I was just telling Lat before, you know, I've always, you know, I hear things before and things said like, don't do things because you're trying to get a result, do them because it's the right thing to do. And then mm-hmm. the results will follow. So mm-hmm. I, I commend you, coach, for everything that you're doing and in, uh, in your program. And before we let you get out of here, you know, right now you're 14 and five. And uh, season is is already underway. And uh, talk about what you like so far and uh, what you're looking forward to as the season continues.
4: Yeah, we have a young team. I mean, I think we've peaked at five in the country this year. We've been top 10 for almost the entire spring, and we have three freshmen in our top six. Wow. So There's wow. times where they play like freshmen and there's times they play like <laughs> seniors. <you know? laughs> and that we're really excited about the future of our program. Uh, we, our, our best player for the last three years is out this year with an injury, so we're mm-hmm. playing down a player. Um, but our young ones, our experienced ones have really stepped up into some big roles Um, To to know that the core that we have coming back next year is going to be with us for multiple years, to know that we have three exceptional freshmen Mm. um, that work really hard. I mean, all of our players now have professional aspirations. That's not how it was when I got here. That's what makes it exciting about moving forward. That's where that NIL landscape really opens for them as they build their brand. Um, here at Auburn and they have the support that they have here at Auburn, we're just excited. I mean, again, we're young. So there's moments where my assistant and I are like, yeah, we played young today. <laughs> you know? right. But there's also times where where we really embrace the opportunity to have a young team because uh, they're excited about new, new adventures and new experiences. And so we, we definitely believe the best is ahead of us. We know the best is ahead of us. Um, with two top five wins on the year, we know that those wins are going to continue to come. But like you said, they're a byproduct of the work. Like you put on the work, you believe in the process, the confidence is built on the practice court, and that confidence will always be there before the results come. And so excited about our young team, excited about the opportunity to continue to progress through our season and know that certainly our best tennis is ahead of us.
0: All right. Well, coach, we appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on. And like I say, any kid that comes to Auburn and, and play tennis underneath you, they're not just getting a, an experience on the, on the tennis court, but experience in life and someone that's played it and love it. And uh, when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like a job. And uh, yeah. I, I know you feel great about that and excited to, to have you here as our, as our women's tennis head coach. So thank you, coach, for all you do. Uh, subscribers continue to support and uh, continue to go out and support our team as they continue this season.
4: Yeah. Thank, thank you.
1: guys. Coach. really
0: appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome.
1: Appreciate Coach it. Lily. one quick off off the
4: record question. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> conference expansion. Right. Mm-hmm. So with Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference in a couple of years, uh, a lot of the discussion with the Olympic sports is about um, having traveling to Texas and traveling mm-hmm. to Oklahoma and maybe that opening up the recruiting Landscape mm-hmm. even a little bit more. Um, have you have you discussed with your staff about conference expansion and um what you might need because you're gonna have two more schools you have to compete mm-hmm. with in conference in terms of recruiting and athletes?
4: Yeah. So if you go off the rankings last year, Texas was one and Oklahoma was two. yeah And so this year a little bit different. Both those teams are rebuilding a little bit. Um, but we have the best conference in the country, uh, without a doubt. I mean, women's tennis in the SEC is by far the best. And now we're adding two more top five programs, uh, two more teams that are exceptionally good. Um, So from a recruiting landscape for us, it's just, hey, do you want to be the best? Because you get to play the best. You're going to play the best yeah. every single day. And with our track record, it's not just play the best, it's beat the best. You know, it's have opportunities to compete against the best players in the country and beat the best players in the country. I mean, our number four, three, four singles player this year played the number five player in the country and won, you know, and mm. that doesn't really happen. You know, your, your lower lineup kids don't always earn those opportunities. And so I think adding that level of competition and adding additional teams that add tremendous value in our sport just increases that notoriety. It increases that SEC brand. And when you look at the other conferences, they just don't compare. And so when you think about playing professional tennis, you think about playing in the SEC because every single day you're going to be playing at an exceptional level. And so that really helps our recruiting. That helps our international recruiting. That helps our domestic recruiting. Um, But yeah, you have the best conference in the country and, and you want to come and win that conference and have the opportunity to play against the best. Then there's no better place to be.
1: Thank you for that. <laughs> All
0: right. Appreciate it, Coach. Have a what good are you one. War Eagle, guys. Have a good
4: one. All right. War Eagle. War Eagle, everyone.
3: College athletics is changing, and the Auburn family will respond. On to Victory is the NIL collective of the Auburn Tigers, and they're leading the way. I encourage everyone to go to ontovictory.com. Hey, Auburn family, let's continue to make a tremendous difference in the lives of these student athletes. War Eagle. War Eagle.
0: Like I said before, Luke Deal is our last guy to come on today. Uh, what a great treat. Auburn fans, you're going to hear from one of our leaders on the football team and what to expect from the 2023 season. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for him as well because the opportunities he's going to have more of in this offense. And, you know, let's not, let's not even wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring in our guy,
1: Luke Deal. Hey, Luke, how's it going? Good. How you guys doing? Oh, great.
0: Doing pretty good, Luke. You know, we can't complain, man. We're just glad to have your presence today, man. You're one of the, you know, Auburn guys on the team that people look up to, one of our great leaders. And, uh, and man, we're just excited to, to hear from you. And, you know, especially our subscribers, you know, they want to know a little bit more about you. And at the end, I'm going to give you five rapid fire questions that you answer really quick. But that's at the end. But right now, we're going to go ahead and dive in. Lou, talk about, man, the spring ball. You know, the spring came on early for you guys this year. You know, February 28, y'all started. I think that's the earliest spring I've ever known, but it was already pre set before Coach was even hired. But talk about the benefits of starting the early spring and where do you see you guys at right now? in spring ball
3: yeah no doubt uh definitely the earliest one i've been a part of as well uh had a lot of change since i've been here Uh, so i've gotten to see uh different different ways in which people go about things and uh i i personally really liked how we started spring Uh, started early uh it just it just gives you a little bit of a sense of urgency coming off of uh, winter workouts uh not just prolonging that for so long and um just hitting the ground running uh kind of Feeling like you have that competitive edge over people, getting things done before. That's just uh, a way that I think of it. I think we're doing really well. I think that everybody has got great energy. Uh, We're handling the change really well. Uh, People are getting uh, closer in relationship with coaches and with new players, new transfers, guys that we brought in. And uh, I think that was really important, especially with a fast spring coming in, Uh, just getting to know everybody, uh, getting to know how people operate and just kind of uh, how we're going to move forward going into fall camp and into the
1: season. Uh, Luke, talk about uh, the new coaching staff. Now, uh, you guys have um, a a brand-new coaching staff. How is this spring uh, different from, you know, what you guys did last spring? And, and, you know, how is the process different uh, this year under Hugh Freeze versus, uh, you know, the last coach?
3: Yeah, I think I think Coach Freeze and his staff, um, uh, we're really big on on just going out there, being fast uh, and having a lot of energy. And I think that that's been uh, something that's been a big deal for our team Uh, and definitely for the tight ends. I think we've gone out and we've we've had energy each and every day, Uh, been excited, been blessed uh, to go out there and just having that mindset of of we get to instead of we have to. Uh, That's probably the biggest uh, thing that we've been really preaching. This this entire spring and something that I've taken out of it. So, uh, yeah, just changing the mindset. Just that that we are blessed to come out here and do what we do uh, for the people that we do it for, and for the university we do it for. And uh, so, yeah, that was the, probably the biggest thing, biggest adjustment. Like I said, I, I've had a couple couple different styles, a couple different offenses, a couple different position coaches. So I've I've kind of uh, been able to get used to change a little bit. Uh, but that was that's one thing that helps with a, just coming out with energy and with a good attitude.
1: You guys have added a few guys to that tight end room. Uh g- Give me some tea here, Luke. Uh Who's the fastest guy in the in the tight end room these days? John Samuel is going. Yeah, he's uh, going. Who's the slowest? Tell me who the slowest is. Too. <laughs> oh, I'll probably I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you I'm the slowest, but that's
3: OK. Uh, we, we can't all be four, four or five guys, uh, you know, not like John Samuel and some of those guys. But uh, the fastest is, is, in my opinion, is still T. Fromm. Uh, T. Wow. Fromm, if he gets out and starts running, that hair stops flopping in the wind and everything. And uh, Yeah, he's pretty fast. So we got, we got some good talent in there, some experienced guys, guys who have uh, grown since their first day on campus. Uh, and it's been a privilege to kind of watch those guys grow, too and mature in that room. So I'm excited about it, man. We got a good room.
0: Well, Look, you sound like you, the, the, the old mentor guy in that room, <laughs> you know, you, you sound like the veteran <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of people don't notice that you're married as well. And, I am. you know, I have something to pick with you real quick. Okay. So you're born on Valentine's day, correct?
3: I sure was. No, so man, do you Valentine's celebrate
0: day, Valentine's or you celebrate your birthday. Which one gets pushed?
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, valentine's no i'm just playing i'm not gonna say that but uh i i do i do give ansley my wife a hard time because i tell her that i'm the only person that has to buy someone else a gift on their
1: birthday yeah
3: so uh but no she does a good job she she gets really excited about birthdays and she uh she spoils me for sure so uh definitely she she treats me right yeah uh, yeah well, yeah
0: well, I say I say this, too, though, you know, I, that was just fun. I just want the subscribers to know that a little bit about you. But uh, I don't think a lot of people know that it's only two people I know that's born on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And you and another person I grew up with in my neighborhood. Uh, talk about this offense, though, you know, transitioning mm-hmm. here. You know, this is a fun offense. Let's just be honest. It, it gives everybody the opportunity to touch the football. Everyone's involved. And, you know, the last. Probably four to seven years, you know, Auburn hadn't utilized their tight ends as much as we felt like they should have. And now you're going to have that opportunity to be involved more in the offense. And, you know, you being a big target like yourself, six five. And you know, not only putting your hands in the dirt and being a blocking tight end, but being involved in the passing aspect. So now yeah. you get a chance to show people. Because people, like I said, you play basketball. You're very athletic. Yeah. And most good, really good tight ends are two sport guys and you're one of those guys. Talk about how you feel about this offense and your involvement that you're excited to see from yourself this year.
3: Yeah, I think it was important for you to note, like um, some of us, Tyler, myself, uh, John Samuel, a couple of guys who uh, were recruited here came in mm-hmm. uh, having not seen any utilization from the tight ends at Auburn. Um, I mean, obviously you had uh, the GOAT, Lutz and, Kirk, and you had uh, CJ and some of those guys, but a- after that, it was more of an H-back, fullback back role uh, that, that they've kind of uh, been used to. So we came in and just tried to flip the narrative. I mean, there's so many teams out there. You think of the great teams in college football, they're utilizing their tight ends. You think about the NFL, they're utilizing right. their tight ends. I mean, uh, the number one target in the Super Bowl was Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so right. uh, you just think about those things, and, and I feel like we came in and tried to flip that narrative. and. The uh, past couple years, I know the past two years, we've gotten more utilization, uh, steadily growing each and every year. And now that uh, this new staff is in, this new offense that's in, uh, like you said, it definitely gives us some, some more opportunities in the past game. And uh, my biggest thing is, as a room, I want us to uh, relish that opportunity and uh, grow in a, in a pass catching role. But also, don't forget that we're still going to be the most physical group yeah. on the field, mm. uh, and, and I think that's a big deal because if not, you're just a glorified receiver.
0: Yeah. Talk uh, to us
1: about uh, your new position coach, Coach Ben. Uh, yeah. What's what's his coaching style like, <laughs> and you know how are how's the room taking to him, and, and what things have you learned from him so far since he's been on the plane?
3: Yeah, so I was I was extremely blessed. We all were to have uh, Coach Bedell as our coach for a couple of years. I know a, a lot of you guys know that he's. He was a fan favorite amongst the team and amongst people uh, on the outside as well. Uh, so it was it was it was tough for us to come in and and be accepting of a new coach. But as you're as you're older and more experienced, you realize that that's just part of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coach Ben came in and and immediately created relationships with us, which is extremely important. Uh, you can't come in and and think you're going to tell a veteran group what to do without building a relationship. And I think he's done that very well, I would describe him uh, more as a player's coach uh, in the sense that he's there for you off the field uh, just as much as he is on the field. So I respect him, I respect his family and how he um, leads his family. Um, so I, I'm excited because uh, we've already learned a bunch and uh, footwork wise and, and and a couple other different things, uh, route route wise, getting in and out of breaks. So I, I think he's he's got, um, got us going in the right direction
1: has he got you guys working on I mean Auburn ran a lot of 12 personnel last year yeah um mm-hmm. and this year you know what you what do you what is your general feeling about the flow of tight ends in and out of the game you know do you feel like he's going to utilize two, two tight ends on the field at times and he freezes offense
3: yeah I do um I think that As a tight end in general, and especially our room with the depth that we have in the room, um, I feel like the tight end can be used kind of as a Swiss Army knife. And um, where if if you want to replace a receiver with a tight end, you can. If you want that extra big body in there, you can. Uh, And we've got the room to be able to do that, to play not one, not two, not three, but maybe four or five (laughs) tight ends a game. And you can do that. It's not like... The quarterback position when you have one guy, yeah. um, so I think I think that'll be big. I think you they will um, utilize multiple tight ends at a time, and uh, I mean that really depends on us uh, as well as we do in practice. That's how much trust and uh, responsibility we'll have in this offense.
0: Well, especially with the offensive line, you know, you guys went out and got some guys in the transfer portal uh, that was some some really good pickups. I'm talking about some really good pickups and that will a lot of quarterback a little bit more time to get through some of those progressions, which makes the tight end more valuable in the offense. But, you know, I look forward to seeing sometimes y'all in those 11 personnel, but still, you know, two tight ends, you know, tight end on each side, because now. I think it creates matchups with some linebackers or safeties. You're gonna see figure out, you know, who can cover and who can't cover. And I think that's one thing that Coach Freeze and Coach Montgomery likes to do is find matchups. You know, that's the reason Travis Kelsey is a problem in the NFL. He's a matchup problem. You know, yeah. a lot of people can't match up with him. But you know, just overall though, when you think about the new offensive line that's that's been here, you know, talk about what you see from those guys because people don't realize tight ends and offensive linemen have to be cohesive together you know they have to have continuity because you know y'all are making calls to one another as well and a lot of people don't know that
3: yeah you've got to see yourself as a tight end you have to see yourself as an honorary o-lineman um it's just it, it is what it is you're attached to the hip uh literally and figuratively yeah you are and uh so yeah having having good communication good relationships with those guys is huge i think the guys that we brought in through the portal and um, a couple young guys coming in, I think we've done really, really well in that sense because our offensive line, you can tell it looks different than it has in the past. Um, not to say anybody looks perfect because none of us are, uh, but we are you can tell that they're working. We've got some serious talent up front, uh, which is big. In the SEC, you have to have big guys. You really do. Uh, it sounds uh, like watered down or whatever, but <laughs> you get some big boys,
1: you, you're good. Um, right. So it, it's a big man's game uh luke talk about strength and conditioning here for a second this is one of my favorite topics (laughs) i love talking about strength and conditioning um you guys have a limited time to try to grow and change your bodies you know between the end of the season and the beginning of uh spring practice and then you have the summer workouts that you can do between the end of spring and the beginning of fall uh Mm -hmm. to try to get into whatever you're playing weight is going to be for the year you know how has strength and conditioning changed under this new staff and um are you seeing it feeling like guys are generally getting stronger and faster in this new strength and conditioning program
3: yeah i think that was one of the things that helped me bridge the gap uh of change from last staff to this staff uh i mean the first encounters we had was with the strength staff coming in this winter so uh, that was kind of my first judgment of how this this year and this team was going to be. Um, and I, I can firmly say uh, Coach Dom and his staff have been incredible. Uh, I've seen some serious strength gains uh, with myself, with my teammates and uh, just a different type of, of training. Um, you got the speed training, you got the strength training, but a lot of it is more football oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, which we're football players. We're not Olympians. So uh, that's important. And uh, I think just different ways of of strengthening your body without loading incredible amounts of weight, uh, for instance, doing eccentric stuff and mm-hmm. um, ISO holds and on squats and bench and pull-ups. And uh, I tell you what, in about a year, you'll have everybody on the team be able to rack out <laughs> as many pull-ups as you need. Cause we're doing plenty of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah so just a lot of um, posterior chain stuff going on. And uh, I, I've, I've really fallen in love with it. I could see myself doing that uh, and staying in college, strength and conditioning whenever I'm done playing, oh. uh, which is whenever, if I, if I'm blessed to play at the next level, I'd love to, but, um yeah i've I've really enjoyed this staff coach dom and his and his staff has uh built relationships with players and like i said i really enjoy what we
1: do in there
3: uh, in terms of like building strength and speed
1: does a new facility aid you guys and i mean you're in you're you guys are in a beautiful facility (laughs) oh absolutely right and so you've got every i think equipment advantage as well talk about that change from the old to the new in terms of uh weightlifting
3: yeah, I mean, you, there's a, you always have a soft spot for your, in in your heart for the old facility, uh, <laughs> but this this new facility is incredible. I mean, half the time I don't even really go home because everything I need is here, uh, and and strength and conditioning is is the same way. I mean, when we're in the weight room, we've got everything we need, in um, there in the indoor, and it's it's state of the art. So um, also a little push. I mean, recruits, if if, if recruits. Mm-hmm uh are looking for anything to give you an advantage at the next level you can't lie facilities facilities are definitely a piece of it so uh we're blessed and we're honored for for people to have given to to allow us to have something like this because it's, it's it's incredible well you
0: talk about that lounge room you guys have you know oh, yeah. <laughs> like i know you had a locker room but then you got the lounge room and i i guarantee you that a lot of guys hanging in that lounge room, because y'all have a big movie theater screen in there as well. Yep. So you can uh, watch games, talk about what goes on in that lounge room, man. Like, uh, and you have a barbershop, if I'm not mistaken. Yep,
3: Yeah. So, so I- I've seen a couple of people bring a couple of their, um, uh, friends in and on the team and everybody's getting barber bar- cuts in there. And, um, uh, but yeah, in the lounge room, just for instance, right now with March madness, I mean, we've got TVs everywhere. we got the big screen. So we're in there watching games and, Uh, Some people who who will remain nameless beat everybody in 2K (laughs) on the team. Even though I'm an old man, I can still play on the sticks a little bit. (laughs) All right. It has to be a camaraderie, though, right? You know, like that
0: cohesiveness of the team because you're spending a lot more time together.
3: Yeah. Well, and and that's extremely important in this day and age, uh, too, because of all the moving parts in college football. You got the transfer portal and you got uh, NIL and you got all these different things going on. Uh, so, building relationships and uh, building camaraderie is a big deal, and, and we have it here. So, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, Jason makes a good point about just having a central place to chill yeah. in between yep. classes and when you have downtime, and then you get to be around the program. Are you finding maybe that you guys are maybe spending more time in your playbook? Or, you know, just studying the game because you have this place that is essentially – is literally adjacent uh, to what you do from a football perspective right. every, day. every day. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I think it's fair to say that. Uh, it's 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 as simple as walking upstairs or, <laughs> yeah. or getting on the elevator. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a very fair assessment to say that um, you could definitely be uh, around the game more and around our offense more if you're over here, which – people are so yeah well,
0: see that's a good thing my g these guys have the new facility but there's also a new trend now called nil uh yeah. you know that's kind of taking the the, the platform and, and student athletes now you know i know luke didn't have that his first year at auburn so luke you got a chance to see you know life without nil now you get a chance to see it as with nil so right compare the two you know what it was like before but then now that you have nil what you see it do for you, or to see it do for your teammates. Why is it so important? Uh just just kind of let our subscribers and, and fans know.
3: Yeah, I think I think initially I I had some reservations just because uh, that's not what I was used to. I mean, mm-hmm. I was used to what college football always was. Um but this is a different day and age. And when done the right way, NIL is extremely important, uh, and and helpful especially for guys like me. I've got <laughs> I've got a wife, like we talked about, <laughs> and I am currently paying a mortgage. I bought a house out in Opelika, Alabama. Hey. Um, so Honda Victory is helping me uh, just maintain my family dynamic and uh, grow my family to the best that I can and lead it the way that I can. So I'm um, very grateful, very honored. And like I said, I started off with some reservations on the entire uh, concept of it. But when done the right way, uh, it's
1: a blessing. Yeah, what what kind of support um Luke Art student athletes getting uh in terms of, you know, from your perspective in terms of managing NIL money and knowing what to do and and staying focused on things that you guys have to do every single day uh to field a team in the fall, you know, with all this NIL stuff happening around you.
3: Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a big deal and um I think we're all trying to get uh, separate deals on the side and, and other things that you can, uh, just try to grow your bank account with. Uh, however, just a, a collective like onto victory, uh, they handle a lot of, uh, the things that, that need to be handled, which is a blessing for student athletes because right. we have such busy schedules. Um, and we need to compete at a very high level. Uh, so just having those priorities mapped out, uh, knowing what matters, uh, and what you have to get done as a man and in a, in, this is a job. So in your job, uh, just knowing the priorities of that and having a collective, like on to victory uh, just really helps uh, manage everything. And and that helps with time management as well. And and managing all of our different uh, things that we have to do with that.
1: Yeah. Time management is a challenge for every college student Oh, right. yeah. when they get to college, yeah. you know, let alone for student athletes <laughs> where you have all these obligations. Um, do you find it easy uh, to work around your academic and football responsibilities and still handle your NIL obligations? Uh, yeah. Are there enough hours in the day to do all this stuff?
3: Yeah, sometimes it can get hectic. Sometimes it can get uh, overwhelming. But uh, at the end of the day, like I said, it's your job. So if you're in the workforce, um, nobody's going to give you a pass on that if you just don't do your job so uh you just got to prioritize things uh manage your time wisely and everything will work out
0: sound like a a grown man there Uh, mike (laughs) you know learning how to prioritize because that's true you know it's true like if people gonna support you and and give to nil then you have responsibility you know because you have to do a requirement in order to receive funds Um, and then when it comes to to football aspect you know, if you want to be a great player, you got to put that time, you got to put the work, you got to put the study. You can't just do things when coach tell you to do it. You got to be able to do things in your own time. So no all those things come hand in hand. I always tell guys, you can't have a two track mind. You can't want to be great at one thing and not great at other things. Like you only have to you have to want to be great at everything you do. So that way you're not playing a roller coaster within your mindset. And you're not changing your mindset. So. You know, Luke, uh, like I said, we really appreciate you coming on. I got five quick questions I just want you to answer. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a wrapping fire type deal. We to gotcha. ask a lot of the guys to come on. All right, Mr. Luke, let's go with the first one. First one, what made you choose Auburn?
3: Yeah, I think uh, Auburn was just somewhere. It was kind of home away from home for me. I know it sounds cliche, but it's it's real. Uh, it's why I chose Auburn. It's why I'm still here um, And and never planned on leaving. So uh like I said I ended up found finding my wife and uh starting a family here and and that was pretty much because uh just Auburn's a special place uh with special people and and I knew that as a recruit and I knew that it was different even though it was further away than some of my other options um and teams that I loved whenever I was a kid growing up in South yeah. Carolina in a small town um it just felt like home, it felt like family, and uh I really valued that. All right.
0: What is your favorite what is your favorite place to eat at in Auburn?
3: Wow. Put me on the spot here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, this is a good one. <laughs> um, choose
1: carefully. This could be an NIL deal. Yeah,
3: I know, <laughs> I know.
1: I know. Um, I
3: feel like I'm kind of going with the mainstream, but Irritable Bow is incredible. Um, okay. Okay. Bow irritable bowel?
1: bowel okay
3: yeah it's a play on words it don't it doesn't sound too appetizing but <laughs> hey, no, it's, feedback. It's what, what kind of food meal? is it yeah it's so it's uh some kind of asian food um but it's they've got their own little twist on everything it's really good they they're not open very many hours but the line is usually all the way downtown just to get oh, in wow. so uh right now they're doing like a march madness uh tournament where all these different chefs are coming in from different restaurants and like competing against each other, trying to make their food. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's nice. That's what's up.
0: Okay. What is your favorite Auburn tradition and why?
3: Favorite Auburn tradition, man. Um, I just, I would probably say, uh, rolling tumors. I know, uh, it would be a lot of people's, but I got to experience it. Although I don't get to experience it very many times whenever we win big games. Cause I'm usually with my guys or, uh, with my family after a big win. and uh, But I got to experience it my freshman year uh, when we went to the Final Four, and that was just something that was really eye-opening to me to be able to be a part of such a big tradition that's been going on for so long and uh, that the town is uh, all on board with, the cleanup and all that. I think there's only a few places uh, that would have that kind of town and that kind of atmosphere. So that's a really sp- special one for me.
0: Right, we got two more for you what do you what do you do to come to butterflies before a big game
3: oh man well i i usually just i'll listen to some music uh try to try to calm it down i don't i don't get as many butterflies anymore uh but i i vividly remember the first game and how sick i felt <laughs> in my stomach oh, stepping out <laughs> on that field i vividly remember it uh but really i just i listen to some music and then um i talk I, I i pray and uh i lock in for a little bit and and just get quiet in my own mind and 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 know that uh, there's a plan worked out for me um that i can trust in and just go out and and be me and play
1: do guys get butterflies right before coach sends you into the game like you know is that a thing
3: uh i i mean if if it's your first time i could see that uh there's a there, there are some funny stories about that of how pe- some some players have tripped onto the field and some other things, but I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say that. Um, I but as you as you play more, you, you get more and more used to it and uh, thrive in the moment a little more. Yeah, I would say most
0: of the time your butterflies kind of be gone by G by the time you get to the locker room after the Tiger walk. Okay. Yeah, so, But leading up to Tiger Walk, you you know, you're thinking about so many things during your mind, so many plays, you know, making sure you cover everything. So you have a little bit of butterflies because anxiety to want to do well. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what give guys butterflies is they want to be great. They want to play a great game. And that's what it is. More so than it is the opponent. Uh, it's just you want yeah. to just do it at a high level. Last one for you before I let you go. And I see Mike got one more for you. What is your favorite food to eat at night before a big competition?
3: okay so i always i always carb up before a big competition i have to i'll, okay. I'll put pasta spaghetti okay. whatever it is uh at the hotel i i load up and uh if you've ever interviewed john samuel about this he, <laughs> it, we're we're opposite john samuel's the lean clean freak that likes to eat a salad the night before a game but i'm i'm loading up some carbs
1: uh luke um you know, pregame rituals, I, this is all really good stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you talk about guys tripping onto the field. Um, you know, Auburn is a special place, right? And um, and trying to describe to people what the family aspect of it is, is like. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, whenever I travel, I always wear something that says Auburn, because there is nothing like getting a war eagle at the airport. Um, no you doubt. Know, re- you know, recently, you know, you – you went through something, you know, not a lot of people go, you know, go through it, you know, unfortunately it's happening in life. Your dad had ALS, um, you know, very publicly. And, you know, it, it felt like, you know, for my aspect, um, you got a lot of just love and support from your Auburn family. Yeah. So you talk about what it was like having the Auburn family behind you during that time, uh, for your family.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, you talk about getting a warrior going to airport and uh, that's that was one of my dad's favorite things about traveling he'd always wear an auburn shirt and uh, just wait for somebody to say it back to him so uh, yeah it was a tough time last year uh, but to have my teammates and uh, a fan base uh, just rally around me and show the support that they did uh, again that's another reason why I've never thought about leaving um, and why this is home for me and home for my family. Uh, It was it was incredible, man, just just to see the love and the care that people have around here um, for someone that they they don't even know. Mm -hmm. And that was that was incredible for me. I know my dad valued it a lot and he um, just took it to heart and uh, he fought the good fight uh, and finished the race and kept the faith. And uh, that is what I want to try to do with my life. I want to impact people the way that he did um and give back to some of those people who who gave to me and served me and believed in me all right
0: luke i'll tell you what man that's a awesome uh, way to end the show uh yeah. you know giving a great life story like i said subscribers this is why what you do is important for our student athletes because of things like this a lot of people don't know about you know you guys have to go to class you got to participate in, in your sport you also have to you know, be be places all the time. You're pulled on, you're tugged on, and, you know, you don't always have the opportunity to to give the most important thing that you can have in this world is time. Uh, you know, Absolutely. that's something that, that's a gift, you know, that uh, that's just a gift that that we get from God. So, you know, we thank you for your time participating yep. here on the Own to Victory podcast. Uh, before we let you go, can you just tell the subscribers and the fans what to expect from you guys in the 2023
1: season?
3: Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, we're excited. We're ready 12 and to go. 12-0, right? Um, what'd you say? 12-0, <laughs> <and> right? <laughs> yeah, 12-0, exactly. That's what I, That's what we're expecting. That's what we're aiming for. Um, we're not going to set the bar low because uh, we've got some serious talent. we got some serious um, players on this team and guys who are hungry and ready to win. So um, you guys keep showing up like, like you always have uh, and always will because uh, Auburn's different. And we want to play into that this year and, and really get after it this year and uh, win as many football games as, as they have out there uh, and see you guys at the very end.
0: I appreciate it, Luke. Thanks, Luke, for coming on. Mike G., what a great episode today, man. We had three great people on here today. And the one thing they all talked about, too, was serving each other. You exactly. know, Luke talked about supporting your teammates and and, and everything. Coach Lat talked about serving one another. And Coach Coach Lily talked about the same, and uh, that's the one thing about Auburn. You know, you serve each other and support each other. So, Luke, thank you for all you do. Uh, that's the Own the Victory podcast for today. Everybody, we thank you for your support. We thank you for your gratitude. You know, we thank you for all that you do. Mike G, thank you for your time today as well. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Stay tuned to who our next guest is going to be. Appreciate it.
1: War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.
3: War Eagle, this is John Cohen and I fully endorse On To Victory and its mission to support our student athletes. Let's all do our part and join On To Victory today. War Eagle.